0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to another exciting episode of Iron Supplements. Well, I'll let you decide whether you think it's exciting or not. Hey, I'm excited about it. And uh, as for it being another episode of Iron Supplements, I'm actually hoping that many of you are listening to this podcast for the very first time. You See, up until this point, I have not shared this podcast with very many people. It's been exclusively designed to go along with my Ironman ministry. Uh, But after my last podcast, my ministry partner, Chad Barker, asked me if I had ever considered having my podcast professionally produced. And after picking up my jaw off the floor from the insolence of such a suggestion, and after having my feelings recover from the hurt of the the thought that I needed professional help actually not the first time I've been told I needed professional help but (laughs) I realized what my brother was actually trying to say was that uh, he had been blessed by my podcast and He listens to a lot of different ones that are professionally produced, and he was encouraging me to kind of take it to the next level. You know, over the past year and a half, I've kind of been practicing my craft, honing my skills, and uh, it was an affirmation that maybe it is time to take it to the next level, And so that's what we're doing we are broadening our audience and so i really am i'm hoping that you are hearing many of you are hearing this for the very first time and if you are i want you to consider that the reason why you are hearing it is because someone else was blessed by what we're doing in this ministry and that someone else thought you might be encouraged by the words of god and if so first of all i just want to say thank you for joining us welcome to iron supplements and uh to encourage you uh in your walk i, I pray that god will use my words we, through the spirit you will be emboldened in your faith and that you will grow and and also i just want you to know how grateful i am that you would give up a valuable portion of your day i know How valuable your time is. And if you are willing to stick with me over the next 15-20 minutes or so. Man, I just have to say thank you for doing so. And I pray that God will bless you for it. We are looking at Daniel chapter 4. and Wow, I am really excited about Daniel chapter 4. We had a great meeting uh, about it on Monday. And um, it is a crazy story. A very powerful testimony from an unlikely source. And it is an encouraging message for us in this very troubling time that we live in. And so stay tuned. I believe you will be blessed by this episode of Iron Supplements. All right, everybody, strap in. Uh, Get out your Bibles and turn to Daniel chapter 4. (laughs) That is, if you have a Bible. Does anybody even have a Bible anymore? Get out your Bible apps and scroll over to Daniel chapter 4. I personally am using a leather-bound, printed-on-paper edition of the NIV. And I love to use an actual Bible when I do my Bible study. But I also really love the convenience of my Bible apps and I'm in them all the time. So there is really no judgment. However you want to get to the word of God is good for me. Uh, Daniel chapter four is one of those chapters that has a bizarre story in it, but it's so powerful. You have to read this story. So if you want to pause this episode and go read it, that would be a fabulous thing to do right now. Uh, I highly suspect that not many of you will, but at some point you have to read Daniel chapter 4. This passage has been such a blessing in my life this week. It has such a relevant message about the sovereignty of God. It is absolutely in line with the message that I needed to hear, and I hope it will be a blessing to you as well. to read you a few words of praise to God and I want you to imagine as I do where in Scripture you might expect to find it it is my pleasure to tell you about the miraculous signs and wonders that the Most High God has performed for me how great are his signs. How mighty his wonders. His kingdom is an eternal kingdom. His dominion endures from generation to generation. And those are words of great praise to God. These are words of worship, and they are exactly what we would expect to see in Scripture to describe how wonderful our one true God is. As a matter of fact, this does not fall out of what we would expect words of praise to be in any way other than the source. Like the person who exclaims these words or is the only thing that is out of sorts in this. You see, these are not the words of King David in the Psalms or one of the prophets. This is not one of the uh, great men of faith, one of the patriarchs. Uh, No one that we would expect to be proclaiming the virtues of God. No, these are the words of King Nebuchadnezzar, the king of Babylon, the king who worshipped pagan gods, the king who set up his own statue to be worshipped, the king that expected everyone to bow down to him. And here he is extolling the virtues of the one true God. And you just have to know. That something crazy has just happened in this man's life. Something extraordinary, something that is mind-boggling, something that is miraculous took place in this man's life for, to, for anyone to go from being that full of himself to being such a pagan, paganistic worshiper of many gods to understanding and extolling the virtues of the one true God. You know something crazy has had to happen in his life, and so he's going to tell you about it. Okay, so I get it. It's probably not all that practical to ask you guys to stop this uh, recording and then go out and uh, open up your Bibles or your Bible app and read Daniel chapter 4. You probably just let it roll and just are listening to what I have to say about it. And that's okay. I generally think what I have to say about it is, is pretty good stuff. But I encourage you to go back and read it at some point, okay? So if you have already, if you stopped this podcast and, man, you, you went ahead and, and read Daniel chapter 4 and came back, here, come to the front of the class Let me get you this sticker, uh, and, and man, way to go. I really appreciate you doing so, and you have been blessed by already knowing this story. And I don't want to get into all of the details because it's just going to take too long to describe it. It's a very long chapter, but basically we have Nebuchadnezzar having a dream. It is a dream about himself. He doesn't know it yet, but it's a dream about himself. He doesn't uh, have any way of interpreting it. He calls all of his magicians. They have no way of interpreting it. So he remembers Daniel. Daniel interpreted a dream for him before, and so he calls him to interpret this dream, and he does. And uh, it is a judgment against him. Basically, it's it's God sharing a message with Nebuchadnezzar through a vision about judgment against himself and uh daniel warns him that uh his own pride has gotten in the way and uh that god is going to judge him and he's going to cause him actually to lose his mind to live out in the fields like a beast and and uh and he basically says you know this is a prophecy and prophecies are designed as a warning and so maybe if you relent if you start treating people right if you humble yourself before god you know, this great calamity will not befall you. And yet, that that doesn't happen. Nebuchadnezzar does not stop what he's doing. He does not relent. He does not humble himself. He continues on in his ways. And sure enough, God causes Nebuchadnezzar to lose his mind, to live like an animal, to have the mind of a beast, and uh, to live out in the elements until he humbles himself and turns to God again. And so, uh That is the very short story of it, but I have to tell you, there is something bigger than the story going on here, and it is good news for you and me, and I can't wait to tell you about it. I actually love Daniel chapter 4. I got so much out of it. There's so many wonderful takeaways from this this chapter in the Bible. And uh, I think some of these lessons are probably pretty obvious. Uh, Certainly, uh, they've been shared uh, several times before. Uh, There's a lot of great teaching out there about Daniel chapter 4. And uh, just because they're obvious... And they've been shared many times before. It does not reduce their significance in any way. Certainly doesn't mean that we shouldn't take heed to the lessons. And it certainly, and again, it certainly doesn't mean that I am not going to talk about those obvious lessons. But there was one thing that was new to me this week. It was monumental in its historic uh, significance, and it was just the message that I needed to hear this week. So I'm going to tease that one. Like We're going to come back to that. Let's, let's look at these more obvious lessons first. I think the first and most uh, obvious lesson is just the absolute folly of pride. We all know from James chapter 4 that God opposes the proud but gives grace to the humble. It is the absolute worst position to be in to be Against God, (laughs) to be an opponent of God. And yet we do this to ourselves time and time again uh, through our own pride. And here we see Nebuchadnezzar, who historically is a very significant figure. He is, at this point in history, the most powerful man on the planet, uh, politically at least. Um, He is the king of the most powerful empire. Uh, At that time. And he takes that to heart. He thinks he's pretty special. Uh, And God reminds him. God takes a pretty significant step to remind him. Of just where his place in the grand scheme of things is. And he does so by (laughs) actually having Nebuchadnezzar lose his mind. (laughs) He takes his mind away from him. Gives him the mind of a beast. Nebuchadnezzar is actually... Eating grass like a cow, he is basically cattle at that point, and <laughs> and it's a powerful reminder for sure of the folly of pride. You see, without God, we are nothing. We are nothing more than a beast in the field. We are we are just basically cattle, without the minds that God gives us, without the abilities that God gives us, without the life that God gives us. We are nothing without our God-given abilities. We are nothing without God Himself. And so often, we forget that first command that we that uh, we should have no other gods before Him. And we place ourselves in the most significant positions of our lives, and that is the throne of our heart. There is no one who is worthy to sit on the throne of our heart other than God, because He is the giver of everything that we are. And there's something within us that just resists that. And certainly for Nebuchadnezzar, it was a hard-learned lesson but a very valuably learned lesson to remember to turn to God and that He is the only one who is powerful enough to take on the position of King of our lives, to take the throne of our heart. So my second takeaway from this scripture was an indictment against my own heart and my judgmental attitude towards people. You see, I I look at King Nebuchadnezzar, and I see someone who is evil. I see someone who is opposed to God, who is um, taking advantage of God's people. And in my estimation, he deserves judgment and punishment. And God looks at King Nebuchadnezzar as one of his children who is in need of grace, who is in need of restoration. And this is the gospel story long before Jesus. God's plan that no one should perish but have eternal life. God's will played out in Nebuchadnezzar's life. And so... God goes to a great length to get Nebuchadnezzar's attention. And he does so through a a personal calamity, a personal um, humiliation. And I wonder sometimes if that doesn't play out in our lives. Oftentimes, we look at the troubles of our lives and we blame God. I wonder if maybe we shouldn't see it as God trying to get our attention. And maybe instead of blaming him for all of the troubles in our lives, maybe we should turn to him as the salvation for our lives. And King Nebuchadnezzar is certainly the symbol that no one is irredeemable. No one is beyond God's reach. That there is no one that God does not see as his child in need of grace. Mm. So in order to properly communicate just how impactful and monumental this next discovery that that came to me through reading Daniel chapter 4 was, you have to understand where I am. And I don't suspect that I am much different than a lot of you out there because 2020 has been just a horrific year. And I look at society and I cannot remember a more contentious time in my lifetime. I cannot remember a time when we were so divided and hateful and worried. And here it is, just after the election. And no matter who was chosen to be president there are going to be a large number of people who are just absolutely afraid, absolutely angered, absolutely dismayed, and they're going to act out in that worry and fear and frustration. And my own personal fears is that things are unraveling in our society. And I'm having a very hard time dealing with that. It doesn't seem that whoever is the President of the United States is going to be able to change things. And so that's why this next revelation was so powerful. You see, as a student of the Bible... I love to look at how God communicates with his people, how he tries to get their attention. And what I have noticed is that God uh, has many times used prophecies and dreams and visions before. And when he does so, what follows is always historic. <laughs> it is, it is earth shattering what is going to happen. Like God always reveals his plans. And as I've already mentioned in this episode, when God uh, sends prophecies, it is the intention uh, to get the attention of the person to change their direction. He wants them to repent, to turn away from their evil ways and to turn back from him. Otherwise, he promises a judgment against them, a calamity that will befall them. And often, well, most often, what happens is that the people do not heed the warnings of the prophecy, they continue in their evil ways, and God has no choice but to bring about the discipline uh, through the judgment and brings destruction and calamity into their lives. The notable exception to that is the people of Nineveh, (laughs) who Jonah goes to and he prophesies against them, and they turn away from their evil ways, and God relents in sending calamity upon them. I think that is astounding that the prophecy was not fulfilled because they turned away from their evil, wicked ways. But most often when God does this, He he uses great men of faith and vision, men that He stirs their heart uh, and uses them for His plan and His purpose. So when God uses dreams and visions and scriptures and prophecies, you know something big is going to happen. And so it seemed a little strange to me that God sent a dream and a vision and a prophecy to King Nebuchadnezzar because at first it seems it's just only about Him. And yet that's not the way God generally works. It's usually much, much bigger than that. And it occurred to me that this was not an exception at all. That this was, again, God revealing the next step of his plan like he always does. God always reveals what's coming next for his people. He never sends calamity without a warning. He always reveals what's going to happen next. And so he sends a warning to Nebuchadnezzar to give him a chance to turn to him voluntarily. Otherwise, he won't have much of a choice. Either way, Nebuchadnezzar is going to turn to God. Now, why is that significant? You see, God had already prophesied that this would happen. God had already prophesied that even though his people were rebellious and they were taken away into captivity into Babylon, that he would have a remnant that would return home, that he would not forget his people. And so here we see. Even though we have this godly man on the throne, uh, uh, the ungodly man on the throne, this evil man on the throne, God has not forgotten his people, and nothing is going to stand in the way. No man will stand in the way of God's plan being fulfilled. And now is the time to do it. It is historic prophecy, it is a historic vision, it is a historic God getting the attention of the people to let them know that the next stage is coming. His prophecy is going to be fulfilled. They are going to return to their homeland and no one is going to stand in their way. (laughs) Certainly not this godless little weasel who is on the throne in Babylon. And so Nebuchadnezzar has one of two choices. He can either do it voluntarily or God will make it happen. And that is exactly what happens. God inclines the heart of his enemy towards him and his people. People, I needed that reminder. I needed that reminder that no matter who thinks that they are in charge, they are not. That God's will, God's plan, will never be thwarted. That God will always see us through. That. That God's plan will always go forward just as He has told us. And He has already told us the outcome. He's already told us what comes next. He's already prophesied what will happen. We all know that there are only two choices. There are there is the choice to turn to God right now, to to stay faithful to Him or to face the consequence of what is coming next, the calamity of what is coming next, and what is coming next is the end. Now I have great faith that nothing can stop God from accomplishing His plan, and certainly no one who sits in the Oval Office has any power to change what is going to happen in the spiritual realm. God will always see his people through. He will always deliver on his promise. The remnant will always return home. He will never forget his people. Now, there is a promise and there is a warning. There is the warning that if you do not repent and turn to him, you will face that calamity. But God sends that prophecy as his promise that if you do turn away from your evil, wicked ways and turn to him, he will bring you home. Well, Iron Supplements is a labor of love, and sometimes that labor takes me a lot longer than ever anticipated, and these episodes get kind of long. So if you have made it to this point, I just have to say thank you so much for giving me a large portion of your day today. Um, I really appreciate it. I pray that this uh, episode has been a blessing to you. I pray that God has encouraged you in some way. And if that is the case, I just uh, would ask that you return the blessing. And there are several ways you can do that. One is that you can just share this with uh, your friends. Uh, Another way is, you know, just make this one of your favorite podcasts and you'll hear me every time I send one out. That would be great. Uh, The best way that you can uh, help me out is by sharing your comments. Anything that you think would help this um, platform grow, anything that I could do better, uh, all feedback is good feedback. Even if you have something negative to say, I would really like to hear it. I have a very thick skin, and uh, I, I look forward to uh, improving my craft and sharing the Word of God in a more powerful way with more and more people. So, Again, thank you so much for joining us on this episode of Iron Supplements. We'll see you again next time.